Good morning, everyone. This is Austin Jardine. Welcome to the Vanguard Project. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. For those of you new to the show, my name is Austin Jardine, and uh, I'm just a dude outside of Boise, Idaho, with a couple of mics and uh, a realization that there's a whole lot of people out there to talk to and learn from. Uh, my goal with the show is to share people's stories, learn from them, and understand what it's taken to get to where they're at. And uh, the hope is that through these stories, uh, we can relate to you and provide you with all the, or provide you all with some new tools, ways of thinking, inspiration to draw on, and motivation to take whatever the next step is for you in this crazy thing we call life. Uh, with that being said, I have Mr. Casey Richmond in the house. He's sitting here. We're trying to fend off the dogs tonight. And uh, if you uh, if you've been around, you've probably seen his face in a couple videos, some pictures. If not, though, you've likely seen his work in a couple different journals and websites because he is indeed one of the folks behind the camera at Everly Stock. So, Casey, man, I'm super excited to chat. We've been talking a little bit, kind of leading up to this. So, uh, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Dude, it's pretty exciting. So I know that I've talked to a couple of guys at the store, and uh, I'm excited because now we get to tap into uh, the creative side of the house. Yeah, I, it's funny because uh, I never really think of myself as like a creative person, but I guess I have a creative role at Everly Stock, so I try to have that claim, you know, like, oh, I'm super creative, but <laughs> I don't... I don't know. It's only when I have a camera in my hand, I feel like I'm kind of creative. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely, I can see it, right? Like I know that you take a lot of pictures and I've seen a lot of the, the flat lay stuff and some of you guys being out hunting and hiking. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about kind of how you got into it. And uh, you are like a wicked big hunter. And we haven't really talked to a whole lot of hunters yet, which mm -hmm. is super weird because I know a lot of them. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of the tactical guys, it's easy to get them pinned down and, and, and chattering away with me. So I'm super excited to... To see. So if you don't mind, just yeah. kind of kicking it off with, I guess, a, another introduction of who you are, mm -hmm. because we kind of covered it. But then uh, starting with how you got into photography and, and why uh, why you're why you're the cool guy that we are, we're all jealous of. <laughs> no, thanks, man. Um, yeah, so I grew up in San Diego by the beach. Not, you know, I, I didn't grow up hunting. I grew up fishing, though, pretty much every day when I, when I was little. I mean, I'd even have, I'd have my mom drop me off and me and my friends would go fish all day, every day. And then we'd uh, find a payphone and try and <laughs> get a hold of our parents, to <laughs> our, you know, our moms, uh, try and have one of them come pick us up. And uh, anyway, so I grew up by the beach. Uh, my first photography job was actually shooting couples on kayaks so like in the water yeah. um and that was probably about 10 or 11 years ago now and i did that for a whole summer so i got a whole month of training all day every day which helped a lot i mean i didn't really know anything about you know a dslr camera i always kind of had an interest in capturing moments whether it was like with a, a family you know home camera or just a my mom's old like 35 millimeter film camera, but yeah. um, I never had any formal training. So I had a month of training and then finally I had my first day of, of shoots and it was like three, four hour shoots back to back to 12 hours straight of shooting. I mean, it was like just getting <laughs> kicked into the fire. I mean, it was, it was a, uh, and these are still kayak beach photos. So yeah, you would start the shootout. It was usually couples. Yeah. Um, you would be on the beach and you'd get some like, 
just you know kind of like romantic you know pictures of them walking along the Swimming, beach and all sorts of stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um sometimes people would use them for like engagements for a wedding or um anniversary shots i don't know but it was it was cool i mean you're on the beach so i mean i wasn't wearing shoes i'm like in trunks and a t-shirt and uh you know i have a eight thousand dollar camera in my hand and um <laughs> and i had an assistant that would be there with my second camera so after we shot for 30 minutes or so on the beach i'd grab a a different setup that was in an underwater housing which um that was kind of fun to to play with i mean those are expensive and yeah. you know they're they're cool to use because you can shoot underwater and it doesn't matter how wet they, i mean they're they're fully waterproof and so I'd grab that and I'd head out in a kayak and the couple would head out in their own kayak and we'd be out there for like three hours or three and a half hours on the water Holy cow. and I'd be like getting in the water and <laughs> you know, it was, I mean, I was in pretty good shape You know, I was rowing a kayak for, Oh yes. Yeah, swimming, uh, carrying. I mean, those cameras aren't, no, they're, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'd have it like in my lap. I'd, I'd have to similar to kind of what I do now, except instead of hiking, I was, you know, paddling a kayak. So I'd be like, paddling a kayak super fast to get ahead of this couple that was paddling their kayak and <laughs> turn around, get the camera all set up, get some shots of them going by me with the kayak and then, you know, put the camera back in my lap, paddle super hard. Um, it was fun though. And I made, you know, good money and I'm like, dang, this is sweet. It's fun. I'm outside and I'm making good money. It's perfect. I'm not like, I think my personality isn't like super ideal for sitting in like a cubicle sure. or, uh, sitting still <laughs> no matter where yeah, I am. Antsy guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much ask anyone at work. I'm, um, <laughs> kind of normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so it was perfect. You know, I got to really learn a lot that summer and shooting every day. I mean, it was like six days a week and shooting 12 hours a day. So got a lot of experience. And then after that summer, I went back to school, um, I went to BYU in Utah, so mm -hmm. far from the beach, um, and didn't really have a camera for another three years or so. And my, I had two roommates at college that that were also from Southern California. We started a clothing company while we were up at school, and we quickly quickly realized that we needed a camera and we needed a good you know good photos of our gear of our clothes to be able to sell them. So yeah. I had always kind of wanted to get my own camera after that job. And this, it was like the perfect opportunity. Opportunity. So I bought a my first DSLR, Canon 7D, and uh, yeah, just bought one lens. It was like a little hundred dollar fifty millimeter lens that um, pretty much shot everything for the first six months or so with that one lens and that one camera. And <laughs> it was cool. Um, I definitely felt like I had to retrain myself on a lot of stuff sure. and uh, I was having to take a lot of different photos similar to what I have to do now like studio shots and flat lay style photos that I never did you know on the beach and stuff so yeah in product photography so it was a uh, it was different some of it wasn't as fun you know as being outside are those two pretty wildly different yeah yeah they are because you're using like like outside, you know, you're just using natural light usually. I mean, you can have like flash, sure, like modifiers and stuff out there. But in a studio, you're you're creating the light. You're the one that's adjusting the light and positioning it, and and uh, so you have full control. But there are limitations of your equipment. Like if you don't have the right, or not the right equipment, but you know, if you don't have kind of like decent lights, you're not going to really probably get the shot. You're envisioning beforehand so sure. 
with that company we started, there was some of that at the beginning where I'm like, dang it, you know, like we, we have these really cheap <laughs> lights or we're trying to use like the lights in our kitchen to, yeah. to light up the, I've totally flat. done like, that or yeah, I've been there. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's, it's tough. Cause you know, kind of like in your head what you want to, you know, shoot mm -hmm. and, uh, because of your gear, uh, limitations, you just can't get it. So, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It, sometimes it is, um, it can be fun. Like the studio shots where you're, if you can find a way to kind of make it more creative and, and think of a different way to present the, the products, um, even if they're just laying on the ground or on a wooden board or something, right. Then it can be pretty satisfying. But, um, overall I feel like when you're outside natural light and <clears throat> you have more, usually more room to, to move around. I feel like that's when I shoot my, my, you know, the shots that I would consider my favorite shots. Sure. So yeah, anyway, that, um, that company we ran and grew for I think three or three and a half years. And we all in that time had graduated from BYU and moved back down to Southern California. So after school, I moved back to San Diego with my wife, Michaela, and my other two partners. They also moved back to Southern California, kind of back to where they were from. And so we kind of did this, you know, it was kind of on nights and weekends. We were, we all had like full-time jobs and then that was just a part-time job still. And after a while, we're like, man, this is like, we're not able to put as much time into it as we want. So we started looking at ways to, or, you know, we started to see if we, it would be possible to sell the company yeah. and how we'd even do that with the brand being pretty, we kind of based it heavily around like Southern California, especially like the towns we were from. Sure. Um, and anyway, we actually found niche. a, yeah, we found a, a kind of the ideal buyer. He was from Santa Barbara, so like another small beach town in Southern California. And so, yeah, we ended up selling the company to him when, and that's right about the time I found out about Everly Stock needing a, someone that can shoot photos and video and <laughs> create print ads, okay. like, you know, in magazines and stuff, which I didn't know how to do really, but I thought I could probably figure it out. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I found out about that job opening. I flew up here two different times in, I don't know, it was probably five months apart. So I was kind of like a long, yeah, that's a long process. Yeah. I was okay. like, I don't know if this is going to happen. You know, like, <laughs> so I met with Glenn, the meeting went really well. We talked for a long time. I, uh, kind of put together a, a quick little video edit of some hunting footage. I had shot like that fall before and showed it to him like in, while we were talking, I didn't really know how the interview was going to be. It was pretty casual though. Me and Glenn were kind of just sitting down and talking and sure. Yeah, I was like, man, this this would be a cool place to work. And <clears throat> my wife is from Boise, so okay. we actually were talking about wanting to move up here, and uh, and so it was kind of like the perfect, you know, perfect scenario. And five, so five months after that first meeting, I flew back up again to meet with Glenn, and uh, went well again. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, why, why am I not getting a job <laughs> offer? And uh, <clears throat> like, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Glenn, yeah, I mean, Glenn's always busy. He's, you know, feel like he's living like five different lives yeah. at once. He's just got so much going on. So uh, now I understand why, <laughs> you know, like it was just like he probably had, you know, the same amount of, other of stuff things, going on. Yeah, yeah, going on. So anyway, I kind of, you know, was like, hey, I need to need to know if, you know, this is going to keep working. Because I, I did want to, I was working in a, a sales position at a, a packaging company. Super okay. random. It was a good, good experience, but I was kind of looking for a change. And so I told, you know, told Glenn that I need needed to kind of know if I should be looking, you know, other, other places or if, or if I could, you know, he could see a future for me at Everly Stock. And yeah. so I got an offer 
um, pretty quickly after that. And yeah, we made the move up here in September of 2018. Yeah, so that's a big ago. move. So did you know what Everly Stock was going into it? Yeah, yeah. I had um, So I had gotten into hunting while I was at, in Utah, like at college. My father-in-law, who lives here in Boise, uh, kind of helped me kind of bridge that gap. You know, he had a, a lot of, I guess you could say, hand-me-down gear. I mean, it was all nice stuff, but gear that he gave to me which you know the barrier to entry for a lot of people is just how much money they think they might have to spend getting into hunting i mean there's a lot of gear involved so he helped you know he gave me a backpack wasn't an everly stock but uh (laughs) i thought it was like the best backpack ever (laughs) and now i'm like oh man i don't think i could uh (laughs) take that thing up there but so anyway he yeah i got into hunting and then uh and then i knew about everly stock i think i'd even used like my father-in-law did have a couple of their pack or our packs and i think i'd used one one of the days and really liked it but it you know the the name kind of stood out to me because it's not like a normal yeah kind of gear brand name i guess you could say and even the way it was kind of like the uh the patch on the pack Mm -hmm. i remember thinking like oh that's kind of unique you know yeah it's a little odd yeah but i liked it i mean it kind of seemed like more almost like industrial yeah (laughs) and i was like that's cool anyway so yeah once once I uh, heard about, you know, Everly Stock needing or like looking to hire, I was like, oh yeah, you know, like the, and I looked obviously more into it and, and realized that they had, you know, been around. They were, you know, pretty much the first real like hunting specific pack company out there. And so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I was pretty excited. Like once I, especially once I got the job and realized like how much cool product Everly Stock really has had made and yeah. how you know, how established the name was, I guess, in the industry. Yeah. So did you study design or photography in school then? No, um, I did a sociology with a marketing emphasis. Okay. And then I also did a business management minor with the marketing emphasis in the business school too. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I did like hang around the, the art building a lot just because I would rent camera gear from BYU all the time. Sure. It was free for students and I could, it, they had really nice equipment, but I always remember thinking like, yeah, these aren't really my people. I don't think <laughs> I could walk into the building. I'm like, man, these, these people are a little different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really wish I would have taken a couple of courses. I mean, I, I think YouTube is a huge, I mean, I don't know what I would have, how people learned, you know, like <laughs> 15 before years YouTube. ago before YouTube, I feel like <laughs> before the internet, the amount of hours I've spent watching, like, you know, professional photographers, you know, give instruction on different photography lessons and stuff on, on YouTube is, is pretty crazy. I've spent a lot of time on that. So, but yeah, I never had any formal education on it. Man, that's crazy. Was it a, did you feel like it was a pretty big risk then, uh, going into photography, having no formal training beyond that summer, I suppose? Mm. Like for the um, clothing company or for Everly Stock? I for, well, I, okay, yeah, I guess I forgot about the clothing company. But yeah, I guess for Everly Stock, right? Making making photography a career was that was that a bit scary yeah. for you? Um, a little. Like I was like, man, is you know the whole company's photography is gonna be like in my hands? Like, what if I just am not good at it? Like, right. is the company just gonna like <laughs> tank Adios. or something? Yeah, yeah. like. Um, but no, it was pretty. It was pretty mellow. Like I, Glenn. <laughs> Of course, you know, had done all the photography up to that point. So he was just <laughs> looking for someone to like help him with one of the, you know, thousand tasks he has going on. And, um, and Glenn did a great job, but I mean, he also doesn't have a ton of time to spend on it. And I think a lot of that is just a lot of the photography, especially like at work is just, if you take the, the time to get the shot, you know, you're envisioning, I think, uh, it's going to turn out better. 
Okay. And so being able to spend, you know, the work day like on photography was awesome because usually it just been like at, at night or on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. So leading up to this point, you said that you kind of wish that you had taken maybe some more photography classes. Mm -hmm. um, if there's somebody that's trying to maybe contemplate whether photography is right for them, uh, what is something that you feel like you've learned up until this point that you'd be like, hey, this was a very big motivator for me uh, in my path towards photography? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for people to like get into photography is just obviously to get out and take pictures. And I think nowadays with how good the cameras are on just the new iPhones, I think like it's surprising how insane of shots people are getting with just their phone. So I think the more often people get out and shoot and kind of like focused shooting, like if they're like, oh, I want to get a shot of this or maybe not too focused. I mean, because you want to like leave space for creativity, but like go out there with like the thought, you know, like the, they want to come back with some cool photos, like so that it'll get them to shoot. I think that's a huge, uh, a huge motivator for photography. And then also one thing that kind of motivated me, I, it was like the first time I started shooting with like a nicer camera that had like an interchangeable lens. Yeah. And just seeing the different options I, that kind of gives you, that was pretty cool. Cause then you're like, wow, you know, I could get this shot now and I could try to get this shot and stuff that, you know, maybe your phone can't get. Yeah. Okay. So whether that's renting a camera or, or even just buying like a, a Canon rebel, you know, they're not that expensive now. And those, those cameras will get shots that you could, you know, put up on a billboard resolution wise. And yeah. Though they can definitely take you from just, you know, taking taking some photos just because you kind of like looking at photos to like kind of getting more production into it. quality. Yeah. Sort of. or, yeah. Or, or getting into it enough where you like go out it, to shoot photos, you know. OK. OK. So now at at Eberly Stock, full fledged, you've been there for a while now. Yeah. Uh, you started just doing some of the the you said the ads or the, the print ads. Yeah. So that was kind of different. Um. I didn't really do any of that for our clothing company. Okay. One of my other partners kind of did all the, the logo design and, and some of the, you know, InDesign work for like catalogs and stuff like that. But I, I'd kind of worked on it with him. So I was like, I could figure it out. And <laughs> man, that was, yeah, I was watching YouTube videos at work there for the first couple of months, you know, trying to figure <laughs> out like some of like, I can't figure out how to size this correctly or whatever it was. And I mean, so we just hired a, another guy at Everly Stock who, is a professional, <laughs> um, at this. And so I thought I was like getting better and better, you know, in the last like two and a half years. And, and did he I, look at it and was like, Oh no, man. he's, he's super nice and humble and, and was, you know, trying to make me feel good about it. But I'm like, <laughs> I've seen him work in Adobe InDesign and, and seen first of all, how quick he is. And, and then just seeing how, I mean, the capability, you just tell it's like, I look like, you know, like a middle schooler and he looked like a, <laughs> you know, like a guy getting his uh, master's or something. I mean, it was just, uh, huge difference, but it got us by, I mean, we definitely kind of changed the look of the brand mm -hmm. in that time period. So I kind of had fun getting to, to kind of make those changes on the print ad side and in the digital media side for, for some of the videos and photos. But yeah, this, uh, Paul, our new creative director is just kind of at another level. He's been doing this for a long time and, yeah. and, uh, you'll, you'll see, I mean, our newest ads that just came out this month and some of the stuff that we're doing digital, you know, your digital ads and on our website is just it's at another level. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool because it makes my photos look better because, you know, he's using my photos with his text and layouts and it just makes everything look a lot better. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm hoping to, for you to nerd out a little bit because we talked about how, how, how 
detailed you wanted to go with mm-hmm. uh, the technical side of it. Yeah. But uh, in the in the day of a life of a photographer, I've definitely got kind of my my view of thinking like '90s runway. Work it, work it, take a picture. <laughs> That's. I mean, I did more of that with the clothing company because we sold. We had a women's line, so like. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. some of those photo shoots were definitely different. Yeah, more like what you'd see, you know, like on TikTok or Instagram. Or sure. like, yeah, you're out on the beach and it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, you're, it's very staged. Yeah, yeah. And like some of the, you know, our hunting content and stuff, like you're not, you're just like running, trying to keep up or trying not to fall as you're like, oh, this shot's going to be sick. And like, <laughs> you know, snapping away. And, and like the person that you're taking a picture of doesn't even know you're taking a picture, you know, because yeah. they're just like going after an animal or they're so is that like your your life then is like hey i'm gonna just like run after you and just try and capture the moment it depends like that's the ideal like i think that's the best case scenario is if you're just authentically like on a real hunt and i'm just there capturing that real you know realness of the moment like where you're not you're not having to stage anything you're not having to fake anything that's i mean that's that's uh, kind of the goal, I think, or even if you do have to stage some stuff, you know, make it so it looks <laughs> anyone else looking at it would not know. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a challenge. That's a challenge we pretty much face every time we go out for, especially for hunting content. Cause yeah. it's I mean, fast paced. It's fast paced, but not, I mean, it's more like time of the year. Like if you're like, Oh, we're, oh. you know, we need some content of a, uh, a guy packing out an elk but it's, you know, April. Like, how do you get that? Well, you gotta like, it, it's a lot more Food work. Food coloring and uh, some, some old steaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we have some tricks, but it's, uh, you do, like, a lot of those shots you can't just get off the road too. So you're like packing in, you know, <laughs> like whether it's like a, a, a deadhead, like, you know, antlers from mm-hmm. the elk you killed the year before and then some game bags that <laughs> that are still bloody from your last hunt that we stuff that, and, uh, but, you know, Usually you can't get like an epic shot right off the road. So usually you're hiking pretty far off the road to sure. get that shot, even if you're not actually on a hunt. And a lot of that is just a product specific. So we might have a brand new pack that's coming out and we can't wait six months till hunting season to, to get that it. shot. We need to show how that pack functions with, you know, a hundred pounds of elk meat on it now because people want to buy it for this upcoming season. Sure. So that's the trick. I mean, for hunting content, to, like, you know, shooting, like the shoot, the, shooting range and stuff like that that's there's not really much to fake there yeah it's a year-round thing (laughs) yeah and guys yeah i mean it's the hardest part with that now is just how much expensive ammo is (laughs) so you gotta like can't be doing mag dumps um, on those shoots anymore unless you're willing to pay a lot of money yeah so when you uh when you're trying to capture something in the moment right especially for hunting right you can't say stop don't shoot not yet you can you can Uh, usually the person hunting doesn't like that or they won't (laughs) listen to you or i'm too into the hunt personally that i sometimes i'm just like i'm not screwing this hunt up for the photo like if if it's game time you know like if it's crunch time and and there's an animal you know we sit broadside so like facing basically facing away like 90 degrees from you yeah 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 and it's you know the shot presents itself i'm not like i can't do that as like a hunter (laughs) like just be like wait don't you know yeah take a chance and you know, maybe don't, <laughs> maybe don't tag out because I need this picture of you about to shoot. So right. that's when, as a photographer, you just gotta be ready and you gotta just be shooting. Even if maybe your settings aren't ideal, there's ways, you know, like I'm shooting in, in raw. So your every photo is just full of all this data. So you can 
have a lot of flexibility editing the photo, yeah. which helps because sometimes, you know, the lighting's changing. If there's like clouds going over and, you know, maybe it's really sunny and then all of a sudden it's really cloudy and really sunny. I mean, sometimes if you're just in the moment trying to frame the shot, yeah. you're not, just you're not adjusting it. the lighting. So that's where you rely on a good camera okay. to be able to fix that in post. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question that's going to be super open-ended and mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet this is going to be over my head really quick. So. <laughs> What are some of the tips and tricks on the technical side that you've learned that you're willing to share? Because I've seen some of your pictures and they're, they're pretty legit mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, I've learned that even if I don't get that perfect shot, here's a couple of things in post that I can do to, to tweak it up and make it look better. Yeah. Well, one of the things I just make sure, I mean, you can't, you can't fix focus after the mat, like after the fact. So your focus and shutter speed. So like you have to make sure that your camera is focusing on what you want in focus. So like if I'm taking a picture of you, I have to make sure you're in focus, not, you know, the laptop in front of you because <laughs> that you can't fix that after. Um, also, if, if I have my shutter speed too slow and you're moving, like let's say you're, you know, shouldering your rifle. Yeah, it gets blurry. And it's super blurry. I can't fix that either. So one of the things I will make sure is also with digital cameras, it's different than film. Um, if you shoot too bright, like if your shutter speed is, if, if the photo's too bright, basically, mm -hmm. um, you lose a lot of data. So then you can't edit. Your editing capabilities go way down. Okay. Um, so I usually shoot dark when I'm out there. Like it looks too dark it, when I'm, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't like review the photo, and, but I mean, when I'm looking before I'm shooting, um, like if, if you just walked up and looked at my screen, you'd be like, oh, that looks too dark, you yeah. know? But that gives me the option to, to brighten it up and, and get that photo that I want in the end. Okay. So I shoot to edit. Sometimes there's like certain cases where I know I'll be trying to like at our out there event, like I was, I didn't really have a lot of time to edit at the end of the day. And yeah. at, usually at night I'd be asking people for their phones and I'd be like, just transferring the, the pictures that I shot that day um, <laughs> to their phone. So they had some cool photos. Sure. And a lot of times I didn't have any time to even touch those up. So I'd shoot in, uh, I'd shoot raw and JPEG versions and mm. I would just be sending them the JPEG. So those, in that case, I wouldn't be shooting dark. I'd just be shooting like how I like the best, you know, like, yeah, the best quality you can get out of it. Yeah. Like, you know, trying not to have it too light and not too dark because that's probably what they're going to end up posting without editing <laughs> it at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, it's a trick, but, uh, yeah, pretty much every photo that I use for Everly stock is going to have, I'm going to edit it a little bit. Okay. Um, so I shoot a little dark. I'd say that's probably the biggest, I mean, besides focus and shutter speed, I feel like that's, that's a really important one. Okay. And how, so this is something I'm, I'm kind of an idiot to is, uh, is picking out good lenses, mm -hmm. right? Uh, can you maybe break down what makes a good lens and how to pick it for a particular applica application? Yeah. Like glass quality. Usually, I mean, it's a bummer, but you know, it's not always the case. So like I was going to say, Usually you can tell like by the price, you know, how good a lens, but yeah. there are some good lenses for, for, it's like you know, scopes like, though, right? Like I, I definitely, I can, I can, yeah. Glass quality definitely goes up the more you spend generally. Like, so I shoot Sony now and pretty much all the lenses I shoot are their G master series lens, which is like their highest quality glass with the highest quality coatings. And the biggest thing with a nice lens is your aperture. So it's like that you might see like 50 mm, 50 millimeter, and then there'll be like a F or just a 1.8 or 2.8 or 4.0, like that's the aperture. Okay. The lower that number is, generally the the better the lens is gonna be. Not always the case, but it, that's that just means that the lens um, 
has a higher capability of, of gathering more light. Okay. So it, that, that means it's really good in low light situations or if it's high speed situations, like if you have a three gun match and a guy's running from, you know, target to target, whatever, um, you want to be shooting like a really high shutter speed and that low aperture will allow you to speed up the shutter and not okay. have any blurriness. Makes that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's where that 50 millimeter 1.8, that's mm -hmm. a really low aperture. That's like the lens I tell people to get for their first camera every time. Cause it's just, it's a great portrait lens. It's a great, I mean, it can be a good landscape lens. Um, great low light. You could take cool, like pictures of the moon and stars, you know, whatever you want to take, you know, your dogs. So like it, that lens is like generally depending on who makes it, it's going to be like a hundred or $150. And that's not bad. No. And that lens, I mean, you can take, you know, you could shoot a wedding on that lens and, yeah. and get awesome shots. Well, that's cool. That's like versatility at its best then. Yeah. And it's, it's versatile, but it's not because it's a prime lens, a 50 millimeter, meaning like you can't zoom in with the lens. So if you want to zoom in, that means you got to walk up closer <laughs> while you're shooting. So, but I think that makes a person a better photographer. Zoom lenses are, people get really lazy with them and they'll just stand in one spot and not move. And they're just like zoom in and out and they're like, cool, got some different options. But like <laughs> shooting a prime lens where you have to like frame it yourself and move back if you want it, you know, more in the shot or scoot up if you want it close, you know, like more framed in. I think that makes a better photographer because okay. there's more work involved in getting each shot. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So how, as a photographer, then when you start to go out, maybe start working on a photo shoot or content, when you start to prep to go out, do you sit down and start to, I guess, is there a checklist of things that you put together to, to yeah. get what you want out of it? Yeah, we, we use a couple different, or, you know, like there's a um, program called Carica. So basically we can make shoot lists on that um, and it's what's a shoot list oh so yeah shoot list is uh basically what shots we want to end up with at the end of the okay like so like for example tomorrow morning i'm meeting zach from work at the office at 5 30 and we're heading out to the desert to get some specific it's video but some specific b-roll shots like kind of close-up artistic shots of of uh four different products so on our sh uh, shoot list we have like 360 pan of the you know fact track pack or something like that we'll have like a list of shots that we want to make sure we don't forget to to shoot yeah. and so like while we're there we'll be checking those off on our phone okay um, so that's a that's a yeah that's kind of one thing we'll do like gear i mean i just my desk is just full of camera stuff all the time <laughs> we have a rack with like even more but I generally, I have four camera bodies. Like I have my own personal like Sony that I pretty much just have with me all the time. And then Everly Stock has four, or I mean has three uh, Sony bodies. And then we have, you know, probably 12 or 15 different lenses. So depending on what we're shooting, I'll just kind of grab the lenses I need. And I have, you know, 20 batteries. So I always have a bunch of charging and <laughs> making sure I have like charge batteries. And then I have a ton of SD cards that I'm, you know, every time we get back from a shoot, I'll back Everything all the photos up, up yeah. and then I'll uh, format the cards, like clear the cards. And so that, that way I, I mean, I have a ton of SD cards, but yeah, you just want to make sure that that stuff is uh, good to go. <laughs> so you're not, you know, waking up at four in the morning, driving out somewhere. And then you're like, Oh no, we don't have any battery. <laughs> like, so, um, I don't usually make a checklist for that stuff anymore, but the, sh the shoot list is like key. Cause yeah. sometimes you get out there and start shooting and you know, my squirrel brain is just like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at like trying to find snakes or something. <laughs> so I'll forget <laughs> what shots we need. Um, so it's nice to, and Zach is, <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's the biggest help ever because he's just, 
not squirrel brain, I feel like. And so he remembers everything, um, even without a shoot list. So he's always like, oh, we need to get this. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it's uh, we're always creating those shoot lists. So I always, you know, we kind of have like if I go on basically that app and I can see kind of what stuff this next weekend I need to make sure I'm shooting. Sure. Um, if we're getting new products in, then we know that's kind of like a top priority because we can't really sell stuff if we don't have pictures of it on the site. So yeah, nobody knows what it is. Yeah. We were doing that this morning. We were in the studio taking those, you know, shots you see on the website where it's just no, you know, plain white background. And yeah. It's like a, just a shot of the product. Um, and then we also try and get field shots. So like that product being used in the field and yeah, depending on the product is, that can be really easy to get or it can be really hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> so. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So you, I feel like, I feel like in the outdoor world, you're kind of living the life. Being yeah. able to get up bright and early yeah, that is pretty to go take pictures and have fun and go shoot guns and mm -hmm. meet cool people. What uh, what have you learned and what advice would you give for somebody that wants to be you in 10 years? Yeah, I feel like it's, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell if I'm like lucky or if it's just like there's a lot of opportunity out there. But I feel like the first step is just to be out shooting a lot, like getting that experience, whether you're shooting for... A company or not if you really want to kind of break through and and try and make it a career eventually i would on your own dime at first you know whether or just shoot your own gear like whatever your like gear you have whether it's your boots or your backpack or your stove i mean you can get some really cool shots of just you doing stuff outside you know with your gear and try and focus you know on what products you're using and then like let's say i'm going after um like let's say I'm like, oh, I really want to work for Black Rifle Coffee one day. I think a, a strategy that I would do if I were just a, you know, a kid trying to either get free coffee or work for them <laughs> eventually is I would, uh, I usually would, I would go on their Instagram or go on their website, see what shots they're using and what their brand look is. And then I would try to get, I try to make sure that like what the shots I'm getting with their product that I'm going to probably send to them aren't so far off that they're like, what are we going to do with this? You know, like, <laughs> like that, you know, you're, I've heard it called being on brand. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You need to like, and you, you can put your own spin on it, but like you have to, it has to like, look, like if you want them to use it, it's got to look like them. Right. So, um, like if I would probably look at a uh, Lacey Whitehouse, she shoots for black rifle and, and see kind of like what shots she's getting. Cause they use obviously a ton of her pictures and yep. Trevor Thompson, like a lot of their photographers, are out shooting pictures for, for black rifle every day. And so I would look at their photographers, Instagrams and see kind of what shots they're doing and are, are getting and, and what it takes to get those shots. And then try and at first maybe copy that a little bit and then branch off from there. But I would, yeah, you're going to probably want to pick some companies to, to focus on, on getting like product shots for, and then, you know, not, not charging them for them, you know, sending them to them. And I mean, kind of just being a loyal, customer follower giving them free photography at first and and sometimes that can lead into to bigger things and it also helps you build a, a portfolio of a product you know outdoor product shots that if you do go to apply for a photographer job in the future you have a nice portfolio of shots that that would be applicable to that job sure so you brought up a, a good point right so 
imitation to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to identify, which I can relate to. Because when, you know, I know you and I have talked at least once about yeah. how to kind of market and brand and develop pictures and stuff. And it's funny that you mentioned Lacey because Lacey and a couple other folks were people that I was like, I love their content. Yeah. How mm-hmm. did you, when you started into it, right? How did you identify what your own flavor was? And that's a super open-ended, probably extremely difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. But when you started to say, man, this is, this is the type of person and content that I can provide. How did you get to that point? Um, I feel like a lot of, like at first I was like, I feel like my look, I guess you could say has changed. Um, at first, a lot of it, I kind of brought over from my surf apparel (laughs) background where (laughs) I might've backlit every picture a little too much and made it look a little too warm and fuzzy. And, and, uh, sometimes, you know, like whether it's tactical or hunting shot needs to look kind of gnarly and, and not all like, you know, pretty and soft and, you know, like sunsets. And so, um, I did kind of, I don't know. I mean, I follow a lot of people on Instagram and, and for me, every time I scroll into Instagram, it's, I'd say a lot of them are photographers or or brands that I really like, you know, their imagery. And so I feel like just kind of like working around the needs of Everly stock and then trying to, to kind of like depict some, some mood, you know, like if it's a hunting shot, I feel like at first I'm, you know, might've made it look too like artsy and soft and, and easy. And now I feel like my pictures, I would say, are trying to show it more as it is like harder, you know, like I want to see like the person's face, you know, like them struggling as they're They're climbing up some. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, I mean, brands and photographers out there that, that do a really good job at that. And so I feel like I'm constantly, you know, seeing shots that I'm like, dang, that's sick. Like I want to try something like that. And I'm not necessarily like wanting to copy exact shots, but like maybe it's like the mood of that shot. Sure. That sounds kind of artsy to say. Or no, weird, but, uh, but yeah, I yeah. get it. I mean, that's kind of what photography is, right? Is you're yeah. eliciting some sort of emotion. Yeah, exactly. And so, and I, I'm pretty sensitive to like first impression of a, of a photo. And I've looked at, you know, so many photos now that like, uh, when I see one that really like, whoa, you know, like grabs my attention, You're hard to I'm impress. like, okay, something, <laughs> well, no, it's just like, yeah. I mean, when you kind of analyze so many photos, you know, like, and, and then one really just jumps out at you. I'm like, whoa, you know, like I need to slow down and kind of look at the photo. I'm like, what's, you know, what's so different about this photo and, and why, why did they, uh, or how, you know, how did they make me basically like double take this shot and, and, uh, how can I, you know, make some of my photos do that when, when other people are looking at them. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause when I'm out on the shoot, like sometimes I'm like, I'll like start shooting and, and then all of a sudden I'll like maybe move a foot over and the, it frames up the shot differently. I'm like, Oh, this is sick. <laughs> like, this is exactly like, this is perfect. You know? And it's uh, funny. Cause Greg's always like, all right, you get the shot, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's sick. Trust me. It's really cool. I'll show you when we get back. Um, yeah, sometimes you just know when you get a shot where you're like, that's exactly what I was going for. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i always, like, looking. I mean, and sometimes I will copy. Like, if I'm like, how did they do that? I'll try to copy exactly what they did to learn maybe a technique of shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, Brandon Hirojo from mm-hmm. Montana Knife Company, his shots are insane. And he takes some of these, I mean, some of the coolest, like, kind of macro or flat lay shots yeah. um, that just have such good, like, I mean, such a good lighting and, and such a good feeling with them that, uh, you know, I've tried to start messing around with some of our, I mean, we, we have different products, obviously. It's a knife versus, like, maybe a huge backpack. So it's kind of harder sometimes to get kind of the, the macro shots. But, st- you know, I'll look at a guy like that in his photos and then try and emulate that and, and 
get a shot that's similar and and maybe incorporate that into our next shoot or two. Yeah. Have you noticed, or I guess, do you ever reach out to other photographers to see how they did something? Yeah, all the time. Is yeah. that is that a pretty good? I don't I don't know, right? So is that a pretty good community to like be a part of and yeah. reach out and yeah, get and feedback? Most on? photographers on Instagram are like, I mean, all the ones I've contacted, I feel like even like big ones, you know, like guys that like when I first started taking hunting photos, like Stephen Drake. Uh, I think he shoots for Sitka. Okay. Um, I I remember asking him about a shot that he got that I can't remember if it was like a dual exposure or uh, I can't remember, but it was a shot and I'm just like, dang, how did he get that? And so I just asked him, you know, I DM'd him like, Hey Steven, how'd you get this shot? Like, I'm so <laughs> curious, like how you shot this? Cause I can't even picture how, being able to shoot this. And he totally told me exactly how he shot it. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, like, wow, thanks. I, I thought it'd be like a cook with their recipe, you know, but like photographers seem to be really open. So if you're like kind of struggling on, Maybe like, like, man, I really like their shots. I'm trying to like shoot pictures like this person. I can't figure it out. I mean, you probably just ask them their camera settings and their lighting setup and they'll probably just tell you everything. Yeah. Um, can't hurt to ask. I mean, I don't think photographers are that protective over techniques because, you know, in the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're just like setting lights up and or positioning people and then just pushing a button. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. So I'm hearing for people that might want to get into it. Uh, get into photography, kind of be be you at some point. Mm-hmm. Take a leap into it, buy a camera. Yeah. Well, camera at first, it. I mean, if that's a that's a barrier. Like, just start taking photos with your, with your phone. Yeah. If or uh, rent, like you said, from a university. Yeah. Right. You know, like usually, like if you're going to school or whatever, like those. I, I don't know if it's just BYU. I'm pretty sure like most universities have like a media department where you can rent stuff for free, which is huge. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Then the next thing would be, if you don't know how to do something, uh, YouTube it up because that yeah. is a wonderful resource. Yep. And then uh, find people that you want to maybe emulate to a certain extent and see if you can't reach out to them, learn from them. And then if you want to end up working for companies, start basically branding yourself towards them. Mm-hmm. Attach yourself to them in some way, shape, or form. Build a portfolio off of that and just start building your skills and, and getting out, really just getting out and having fun with it. Yeah, honestly, if you because like that's the thing. Once you turn it into your job, like people like burn out with it. You know, once it's like their work, you know, their job. But like, if you just keep having fun with it, like keep doing different shoots. Like tomorrow, you know, we're going early to do something, and you know, we're shooting out in the desert. Like stuff like that. I feel like just helps keep the fun, keeps the fire going with like the passion for photography. And I feel like just learning new techniques, like going on YouTube and just like that. That fires me up to go take pictures all the time. If I go on youtube and and watch uh peter mckinnon or something he's got a big that guy does crazy stuff yeah exactly so if i watch one of his like how-to videos i'm just like oh sick i want to go shoot all night and like yeah usually i will <laughs> i'll stay out all night and shoot like something crazy and try and try and just apply what i learned in his video or something so yeah um i don't know if it's uh and some people i mean they're not gonna ever be super serious about it but you know maybe you would just want some really good photos of your kids or your dog or whatever i still think it's worth learning a couple of basic things so that you're you have photos that you'll be stoked on for you know the rest of your life that are high quality photos that maybe even down the road you could have someone else edit them so that you could frame them or do something you know there's there's a lot of reasons why you know a lot of people could get into photography to some degree. Yeah. Not just, you know, if they're going to do it for a career or not. That's cool. Well, man, it's been 47 minutes and I don't want to keep you up and away from your fam for the rest of the night. So is there anything that you feel like, man, I've learned something. I, there's something I forgot to say. I really want to get out there for aspiring photographers or whomever. 
that uh, that you feel is relevant and pertinent? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're really wanting to do it, like make it a you know bigger part of yourself, I would say, yeah, create a personal brand of a photographer. Like, and whether that's you know maybe you're going to be a wedding photographer, family photographer, or outdoors, um, just people like having good pictures of themselves. So like, I feel like just go find people to take pictures of, whether that's taking someone out to the range, you know, and and getting cool pictures, but like just create your personal brand and uh, make yourself kind of hireable. You can kind of back to like what Mike said when you guys were talking on, on that episode with, um, you know, like just make your, uh, make your personal brand and then kind of like branch out with and uh, kind of interlace your personal brand with these other brands that you maybe want to be involved with one day or, or at least just do freelance shoots for or something. Um, And, you know, if you want to shoot like weddings or couples photography, then like get out and shoot (laughs) couples and, and, you know, be a a free uh, assist on a, on a wedding and just get that experience and stuff. But yeah, the most important thing is just shooting a lot, editing your own photos helps. And then, uh, and then, yeah, just always, you know, learning. I feel like that will just help you stay passionate about it. Okay. I love it, man. Well, uh, at some point, I'd love to sit back down and, and geek out a little bit more. Yeah. Kind of as I as I learn more and progress and as you uh, take some more cool stuff and I continue to get jealous. So I think at some point, if you're up for it, I'd love to chat again. Well, yeah. So. No, I mean, I'm, I, I think like what you've done is great. I mean, I feel like seeing your shots where you're always outside and stuff, I'm like, man, you know, like Austin's always getting out there. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm getting paid to do it. And um and so I think it's cool when people are just getting out there and doing it because they like it. And I mean, I obviously like it too, but it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see that, you know, that that's the first step you got to get out there and do it. So Mr. Casey Richmond, everybody photographer extraordinaire and backcountry guru. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed his story and got a bit of information on how to pursue photography, some ideas on what, uh, what it would do and what it would take to uh, brand yourself and thoughts on ways to develop a style of your own. Uh, Linked in the episode description is Everly Stock's website and email where you can find all of Casey's work. Uh, Otherwise, linked in the episode description too is uh, the Vanguard website. Please take a look at that. There you'll find our shop, contact information, partner pages. Uh, Also, you can find my email and Instagram page linked in the episode description uh, if you're interested in seeing what life is like beyond the mic. Uh, Please take a minute uh, to like, subscribe, and review the show. Uh, It means a lot to me, and it helps get the show some more exposure, which would be a huge win for the growth of the show. Uh, Otherwise, you all have a kick-ass day, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey guys, it's Erica, Austin's wife. I don't know about you, but when Austin and I are on the road, we are quick to get hungry and hate getting greasy food. We typically put off getting food, which often leads to Austin getting hangry, annoying, and more obnoxious than normal. This ends with us having to stop and get something before he randomly goes missing. With that being said, Mountain Primal Fuel Sticks are the prime candidate to curb the hunger, stave off him being an asshole, and give me a reason to shove a meat stick down his throat. Use Vanguard for 15% off MountainPrimal.com.